Warning, this podcast may feature adult language and themes and is not suitable for younger audiences. You have been warned. another installment of Hapless Heroes. I'm Francesco, your host and DM, and to my left we have Joe, who plays Ezra. Hi. We have Mike, who plays Quinn. Hello. We have Dave, who plays Zero. Hello. We have Zach, who plays Paradell. Greetings. And we have James, who plays Hoblet. Evening, friends. And since James did such a beautiful job last week of recapping our somewhat lost audio episode, I'm going to let you take it away. What happened last time? James, bring us up to speed. Grab a chair, friends. Last week, we started out at the entrance of an ogre's den. Inside of the den, we could hear some screams, so I went up, heroically, to try and see what was going on. Ended up getting downed in the process. However, we did end up freeing and befriending an elf named Peridil. Tee-hee-haroo. A gnome. A gnome, sorry. (laughs) Minus 50 DKP. (laughs) Um, after Paradil flopped about nude for a moment, he dressed himself, we downed the ogre, took his hair, uh, made our way over to Razi the Devil's house, where I threw some insults his way. He did not bite. We went inside, foolishly put our weapons down, got our asses kicked. Then he bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, then he definitely was biting and scratching. <laughs> he started all of us on fire. I fell down trying to get an axe. And after making a quote-unquote fair deal with the devil, he's agreed to give us some of his blood in exchange for taking one of us out of society at random at a point in time that he gets to choose to do whatever the f- he wants us to do. For a favor. Yeah, which I wasn't really down with, but we're doing it anyways. So we are now, assumedly, headed back to Tavi and 31 Squared to deliver our... Um, our harvest of ogre hair and devil blood. Well done, sir. Yeah. Um. So is that uh, is that the plan? Anyone needing to make any stops? Not really. Thursday brunch is over with. Okay. So we head back to the farm. Any? Yeah. Um. You guys taking the woods again? <sighs> yeah. No. Yep. Time right. is of the essence. So it's like kind of like last time. I'll roll a percentile. See how quiet this journey is. Yeah. Again. Rather unimpeded back to the farm. Nice. Um, we'll say it's at this point. It's it's definitely approaching. You know, given the time you guys were unconscious for a moment, and you know, dealing with Razi and stuff like that, getting back to the farm. We're probably at about three p.m. now, three thirty. Hmm. Did pretty well for Good time. Day. Yeah. What uh, time did we have until? You have plenty of time right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, we going back to the barn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you guys kind of get up to. Um, you know, with the, you know, to the, uh, the the loft of the barn, and thirty one squared is immediately ready to go. Um, you see that Tavi's in there too, and he's kind of begging thirty one squared to to stay a bit longer. 
you know, like pleading with him, like, come on, 31 Square, like, I don't want you to leave yet. Like, you're my best friend. And um, you see that, you know, Tabby kind of turns to you. And, I mean, he's definitely, he, he's still in a, a bit of a better mood than he was when you left. Um, he's just sad that his buddy's leaving. Um, and he kind of asks to hear the stories of how you guys got the blood and hair. You guys, like, recap. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> gesture to James. You don't have to do it again. Recap we'll montage. <laughs> Recap montage. Yeah. <laughs> I tell the kid about what happened. Yeah, sure. Um, and he's, he kind of montage over montage. Yes. <laughs> yes. And he kind of like, you know, he seems like gen- like just thrilled with the stuff you're telling him. All the stuff you know, it's like all this stuff you're talking about in the books. I mean, he's just his eyes are aglow with excitement. Yeah. And he kind of he kind of like. He gets a little more serious and he kind of looks at you guys and he says, You know, I've been thinking. At first I thought 31 squared showing up was a sign that I was meant to get out of the farm. To meet strange people, to see weird places, to be an adventurer like you guys. I thought that if the whole world chose me to meet this person from who knows where, then they must want me to go out and explore. The more I think about it, though, the more I began to think the opposite. Now I'm thinking that this whole thing was to show me how much my family needs me. If I wasn't around, all of 31 Squared's friends would have shown up to take him back and made a mess of the whole place. The way he talks, they may have even hurt Ma and Pa in accidents since there'd be so many of them. Maybe this is the way, the world's way of reminding me that I need to stay and keep my family safe. What do you all think it means? Does it mean that I need to go be an adventurer? Or does it mean... Family first, boy. Family first. Always. Beats me, kid. kind of looks at the rest of you he's very cu- yeah. curious what you, th- what you think well uh, Ezra looks at him kind of blankly <laughs> and says well you could man up and explore on your own mm-hmm. so we got four in against yeah he's, he's like, kind of just like yeah. That seemed to way like we didn't we didn't really wanna I didn't really wanna let him down but I also didn't wanna no you said exactly what you were thinking maybe we'll come back and kick his ass later when we come back for us <laughs> yeah, I don't know it depends Tabby who are you that question really seems to resonate with him for a while and you kind of see him kind of get lost in his thoughts for a bit he says you know you're right guys and. And I thank you for for your, your 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 kind words and your company. And I know that I'm just a little kid, and I'm sure I could be, you know, a little hard to be around. You know, you guys are adults, and you guys have been around a long time, than you know, more than longer than I have. But it really means a lot to me that you helped Thirty One Squared, and, and and I'm ready. I'm ready to say goodbye. Um. And he's sort of, at this point, he's starting to ask, he's like, you know, so what, so what do we do then? And he looks at 31 Square. he's like, what do we do now? Um, 31 Square at this point kind of says, you know, he's like, I know of, of a location where we may open this extra planar gate. It is about 10 miles south of the farm. Oh, wait, it's like away from the city, pretty far. Okay. Yeah. And there is an area they call the Bramble Hills due to patches of thorns and briars that cover the area. And he says, I am ready when you are. 
And Tavi says that uh, at this point, at this, you know, he's like, you know, it's starting to get later in the evening now. Like, you know, I mean, we're still around like three thirty or something like that. But you know, dinner time's at like an hour or so for him. And he's so Tavi's like, you know, my parents they look, they stay inside after dinner, and you know, we have a lot of time right now. Now that you guys got back so quick, he's like, it'd be easy for me to sneak out after that. So I gotta come with you guys. I want to make sure that he gets he gets home. You know, maybe you know, I know my parents invited you to dinner. And I'm sure they won't mind your your new friend coming along, but you know if we could just wait till after dinner, they'll they'll stay inside. They'll probably go to bed. You know, Paul likes to get to bed early since he's got to work in the fields in the morning. And I can sneak out and come with you guys. We'll go as soon as, as soon as the sun starts setting. Yeah. Quinn nods, agrees. Okay. This is not enough time for a rest. We can't ditch the kid for dinner. I'll say that. No, but that dinner probably counts as a short rest. Right. Sure does. Yeah. Sure does. Yeah, I'd like my spouse lots. That, that's about the most stereotypical short rest you can have, eating a meal. Right. Do we get spouse lots back to our no. short rest? Yeah, no. no. None of y'all are warlocks. No. All right. Yeah, so... Can I build a little clockwork device in addition to... Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, wait, wait, wait. My Did this kid hand over the jewel? No. Not until yeah. it's done. Not until it's done. That's why he wants to come with you to make sure it gets done. Yeah. So, and because this is his story, he better be there for the end. Mm-hmm. So, huh. you know, you guys kind of go in. You know, you guys hang out, hang about the farm for a little while. You know, dinner. The dinner bell rings. You guys head inside. Uh, Hit the spending montage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be and during that time, I also have enough time to um, build a little clockwork device. Yeah. What are you building? I don't know. I have a choice between you have, there's three music, of them. music yeah. box, incendiary device, or a little clockwork toy. Yeah. So, what do you so build? One can be used. To, two of them. You can I build. Mean, they're all distractions. They're all pretty good distractions. Yeah. I'll let you build one of one of your choice. Whatever you feel. Uh, I'm gonna do the music box. Okay. Sounds good. Solid yeah. choice. So building a bomb at the dinner table probably. Yeah. Right. Right. So well. So yeah. <laughs> just make sure you spend the ten gold because that's the materials, quote unquote, according to the rules. And all right, we've completed our short rest. So it's you know at this point, you know you guys had your rabbit and mushroom stew, and Tavi's parents. Yeah, Tavi's parents. One more time, you know, Dunker kind of goes up to you guys. And he says, "Once again, fellas, like I want I want to thank y'all." For, for helping me, for helping my son, for for all you know, for everything you've done for us around here, and I, and, I, and I'm I'm very sorry that I ever you know question your motives. I, I believe y'all y'all are good people, and uh, I hope hope we see each other again under better circumstances. You know, I'll be at the market in Airline every Sunday, selling my selling my produce. I'm gonna stop by and say hi sometime. And he kind of like you know almost like you know like you know. Gesture, like he doesn't like push you guys towards the door, but you know he's kind of saying it's bedtime for him. You know what I mean? He's being very polite about it. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. So as you guys are leaving the farm, um, you see kind of Tabby's. Tabby had already went upstairs like during dinner, like while you guys were just kind of talking, making small talk or whatever. And you see him kind of like pop his head out his window, which is facing you guys from upstairs, saying like, "He's like, I'll follow, I'll meet y'all down the road in just a little bit. You go on out without me. I'll be I'll be right down." Um, 31 squared, you kind of sees you, as he says to see you exit, you see him kind of off to the side of the farm, kind of almost hiding behind like some, some like overgrown, like, you know, shrubs. 
and he kind of like extends like his you know very thin like you know a metal arm kind of like waves it at you guys and is like kind of beckoning for you to follow him yep okay so you, know, you guys are kind of walking south now I mean the, the way that you have to take, to take to get there has to go around the woods anyways because it's kind of it's, it's kind of south uh, southeast or southwest I mean and as you are traveling, um, thirty-one squared, you see, kind of see him stopping frequently to gaze at the um, at the world around him, uh, and you kind of you, you see him kind of get to get get a little uneasy when he looks up to the wide open sky, and you kind of as you're walking, you know, uh, it's like talking to you guys, and he says, "Is this what your routine consists of every day? You have every variable you could want, and just wantonly choose which path to take." You could turn to the left right here. We could walk backwards for a little while. There, I just jumped. You kind of see him make a little hop. He's like, does, does this chaos not cause your mind to shut down? All of my existence, I have thought that I had no variables, no chaos, no difference. The truth is, I had those choices all along. It just took me 164,181 days to realize that I could have pulled that lever the other way anytime I wanted. I still see order and law, and it is part of my core functionality, but now I can see that it is reliant upon chaos. Hirelings of Tabi, I feel I should thank you for enabling me to continue to follow this path of unknown variables. I will remember your teachings for the remainder of my 842,113 days. And Tabi's kind of, you see is kind of like walking behind you guys a little bit. And like kind of like, you know, looks like sneaking because you don't want to interrupt this conversation. Yeah. You see him just smiling ear to ear and just runs up and gives 31 squared a big hug. Yeah. I look down at 31 squared. It's like I was told when I was brought online first. The rules are the rules. How you follow them is up to you. And he kind of like, he gestures like almost like he's like it's a, it's a very unfamiliar gesture for him, but he extends his hand, and says high five, bro. Yeah, and it is the most awkward. Yeah. He brings his hand yeah, forward. Yeah, this, this small metallic clink. Back. Yeah, small metallic clink as our hands touch momentarily. Paradol sighs and rolls his eyes. <laughs> Quincy's touching. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's obvious that, you know, 31 Squared is sort of realizing he's becoming a rogue Modron and he likes it. Um, so the journey to the site of this portal takes a total of about three hours at this point, if you guys aren't going to stop at all, I would, besides, you know, talking and whatnot. Um, so traveling south of the farm, you know, the the forest sort of makes way into, gen, you know, like the forest edge makes its way into gentle rolling hills. Um, it's about an hour into your travels before you begin to see why the area is called the Bramble Hills. Small greenish-black bushes with sharp leathery leaves begin to show up around the trails and washed-out roads of the area. Another mile into the trip, the bushes begin to cover a large portion of the hills and you quickly find that the leaves are razor-sharp. And uh, kind of Tabby, you know, as you guys are talking, so it's like, yeah, this is it's about as far south as I've ever been. Past here, it's mostly just this razor vine. And Tabby kind of carefully grabs one of the leaves by the stem and shakes the large patch of foliage for emphasis. 
A few seconds later, you hear a buzzing sound emanating from the middle of the patch. Uh, Tabby sort of unwittingly disturbed a large wasp nest that was hidden underneath the razor shop vines, and a swarm of wasps emerges from the uh, from the vines and starts flying at you guys. And a giant wasp rises behind it. Mm. And let's roll initiative. Awesome. <laughs> I've got zero. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so zero. What's your initiative? It is seven, eight, nine, six. Quinn. Oh, sorry. Three. It's okay. I got your spirit. You were next on the list, anyways. Hoblet. Twelve. Ezra. Five. And you guys suck. The bees. The bees' knees. Not the bees. Great drink at Savoy, by the way. <laughs> it's got Nicholas Cage in my head now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the bees. They're huge and they're staying crazy. Your firearms are useless against them. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So we have the swarm of wasps uh, going first, and the giant wasp. Yeah. So. Like, Tommy kind of, like, as he disturbed it, like, ran right the hell away. Right through you guys. Um, like, the moment he saw he disturbed it, he was just like, oh, no, and just ran away. Um, oh, he's kind of hiding behind you guys. So we'll just say, uh, Hoblet and Zero, you guys are getting a swarmed by wasps. I'm very fine with this. I'm so much more fine than if the wasps attacked the kid, and now we got to take an injured kid back to his parents. So, against... Hoglet, it's only a 15. Which is not a hit. Yeah, they can't sting through your armor, but the sorry, giant buddy. wasp crits zero. Right, hmm. We got this. I'm a scientist. What could go wrong? <laughs> uh, a crit on the first one. It's science. Science! Yeah! Five piercing damage. And we were expecting it to be a whole lot worse, you know, yeah, than mm-hmm. that last encounter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we're all a little shell-shocked, so... And uh, Hoblet, now it's on you, friend. The swarm is technically just one creature, though, just so you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. What about the big bee? It's its, its own creature. I... There's two of them. The okay. swarm and then the giant wasp. I am going... Every single time I cast this, I get a one. So I'm just going to say that before we do this. But I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt at the Monster Wasp. This is my last. Yeah, this is my last spell. Okay. If I swear to everything, if I get a one on this, we're picking a new spell. Just freaking hit him. Just freaking hit him. I don't even like this guy. I don't want to. I want this one. Here goes nothing. Well, it wasn't plus a four to hit, I think, right? Yeah. What is it? Nine. Nine is not going to do it. And it just sails off into the distance. Zero. All right. Yeah, one that stung you. Yep. Not the uh, not grabbing the crossbow this time, but pulling an equally ludicrously large, just shy of cloud stripes buster sword size great sword off of his back. Sure. And tries to hit the monster wasp with a weapon bigger than it is. Sounds good. Make it happen. Ah, 21. That's a hit. See that deeps? 
10, 11, 12. You slice it in half. Da, 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 da. But isn't yeah. that a swarm? No, that was no, just the giant just wasp. Just the big bee. Oh, okay. The swarm, however, is still kicking. There's a lot of those. All right. All right. Peridot. Well, my scimitar is extremely sharp. Let's make it happen. And if I slice through a swarm, I can grab some. Oh, you absolutely can. Yeah, that's a 17. That's a hit. Alright. Alright, so I'm you going to damage. Nice. That is an 8. Nice. Yeah, you definitely get uh, a few of them. They're, they're still buzzing around, though. Alright. Give me a percentage. A percentage? Yeah. I don't think it works that way. Well. <laughs> you, right. you can't get up to date percentages on. Alright, fine. You got a good amount of them. <laughs> Ezra. Uh, I'm going to go after the. There's only the swarm left. Oh, it's just the swarm? Yeah. Alright, I'm going to take my sword to them. Do it. 25. Yeah. No, a that's crit. a crit. 20. Yeah. And so, do I need to do damage? Or yeah, roll a d6. We're going to add 6 to that because you're going to give you max on one of them. 12. Alright. Yeah, uh, there's like, there's only a small handful left. They're still buzzing around though. Hey, Quinn. <clears throat> Yeah, I guess I'll just uh, kind of do some uh, skewering with my uh, sure. rapier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fifteen hit. Sweet. It's about to get rapier. Here you guys. Here you go, guys. Really? Fucking five. <laughs> yeah, they're gone. What, what does it look like when you kill the remainder of these? Uh, I literally just I I kind of do a little uh, swirl with my rapier and I skewer them. Uh, however many's left, just kind of shish kebab right on my rapier. Sure, yeah. Well, that's insects on a rapier. Right? Yeah. Anybody want to start a fire? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alright. Um, well done. Uh, 100 XP for the party. Oh, wow. Cool. Are you going to tell us when we're... Uh, it's 900 for the next level. Yeah. We're at 790 now. 790. Just need another 110. <sighs> You guys got a lot of good hits there. Plain and simple. Bitch, yeah. Okay, so. And that swarm probably could have. Alright, so. Done some my, damage. my first thing upon exiting combat, turn around. How's our young charge doing? Yeah. Oh, he's it? he's good. In fact, he's like. He's standing there, like, clapping and just looking so proud okay, of you guys for just. He didn't get stunned. The, no. the last thing I right. need is the end of right. my girl. Right. Right? <laughs> no way. I would not do that. Why are you doing that? I because, cried. I because cried. I, because I started yeah. crying as I was saying. Right. Yeah, no. Anyways. How terrible. Oh, my God. So, after a rather rather impressive uh, bout of fighting. so relieved when you got Sorry. No, it's fine. Sorry. So, after a rather trivial bout of combat for you guys at this point now. Well done. Um, the kids guys, ain't shook. You guys continue down the road, <laughs> and Tavi promises not to touch any more things. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody killed Hoblet. Nobody. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. He didn't even get hit. Right? <laughs> At all. So. And there were bees. <laughs> there were bees. The Lots bees. of them. Yeah. Um, so you, this, you guys are starting to approach now the outskirts of um, some ruins. As you make your run down the path, the skeletal ruins of great buildings and structures are all that remains at the heart of the Bramble Hills. Razor-sharp vines cover what's left of ancient walls and parapets. 
now reduced to crumbling sections no more than a few feet tall. The area of rubble is sizable, with jagged growths sprouting up from patches of vegetation for acres. In the distance, a large, tiered stone structure can be seen rising above the black brambles. 31 squared kind of speaks, he says. The epicenter of the conflux resides 483 yards ahead. He mentions enthusiastically. Planar portals typically require a framework, so we should be expecting some sort of doorway or arch. Once it is located, I will take the planar key and pass through. I believe it is fitting to say a few words before leaving, so I will prepare a soliloquy to deliver before utilizing the portal. And at this point, I mean, you guys are, you know, okay, so right now you are, you know, 483 yards still away from this sort of almost like ziggurat looking structure. Um, we're just kind of continuing on. You know, what are we, what are we doing? Still walking? Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, well, should we, I mean, 31's the mastermind here, right? Should we ask him where the heck we're supposed to go now? He said 483 yards ahead. Okay, yeah. let's roll. Look for a doorway. Yeah. So... This is going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> you guys get to um, sort of like more towards the center of the ruins, and there seems to be the, you can you get closer to that, you know, that big tower, right? And you see that there's the, these are remnants of some sort of small ziggurat. It's a, it's a squat, two-tiered ziggurat sitting at the top at the center of the ruins. Um, erosion over the years removed any remnant of a sharp edge to it. Uh, black vines grow up the sides to the second tier and crawl atop the curved stone door doorway at the center of the first tier. You can see that some of the vegetation has been hacked away outside of the door. Mm. Recently. I'll let you give me a perception check to figure it out. Or maybe, I would say because it's bramble, it's nature. Give me a nature check to see if you can kind of figure out maybe just based on like how the plants have been I got made. minus one in nature. Does anyone have a good nature that they want to make a nature check? I mean, you said I'm recently, so just give it a roll. Give it yeah. a shot. Two. Yeah. Um, you can't tell when these were cut. Right, because I'm an idiot. I'm Hoblet the Smasher. <laughs> All right. Um. Botany's a job for creators. We're destroyers here. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh... So I mean, what, what? this doorway—it stands about—it's about eight feet tall at its center, and you know these black vines are sort of crawling along its arch. But there's a, you know, there's a heavy cloth that's kind of strung across as a makeshift door. And now, like as you kind of inspect it further, there are definitely signs of recent activity apparent in the area. There seems to be like some um, would look to be like maybe remnants of food and stuff like that outside, a campfire as well. And this this cloth, now that you're up close seems to have been put on here recently. We had them. Send the robotics. <laughs> I mean, it's his gigs. Oh, oh, the other robot. Yeah. Not you, buddy. You're our homeboy. <laughs> Send the other robot. You're still a robot. But you're yeah. our robot. <laughs> you're not just any old He's robot. a war-forged guy. He, he's a robot. He's not one of those kind of robots. Yeah. yeah. He's a magical robot. Um, Hoblet is going to sort of step aside, uh -huh. look at 31 squared, 
and with a, a sweeping hand motion towards the cloth, say, after you. Is it dark? What did we, uh... It's, yeah, it's like we're in the late evening now. Right, we got a time deadline, though, don't we? Yeah, you have, you're, you're, you're fine well on ahead time. Of it. You're fine on time. You're, like, a day ahead. Okay. But, like, he needed to, like, you know, the sooner he gets out, the better because of how they, you know, how quickly they may be able to track him or whatever. Well, okay, do we not want to go through right now? Do we want to wait till the morning? What do we want to do? No, we can't have the kid out till till morning. We got to have him back before someone expects him to be up and about. Right, so what? what's the play here? Should we go in and leave the, like, I don't, this 31 squared is not giving us any information as to what the heck yeah. we're supposed to be it's, doing right it's now? It's inside, he, he says... He, all he knows is that it's definitely in, like inside these ruins here. Like maybe in a ziggurat. This Someone is definitely with the muscle is going to have to take point. So, if I'm going to head up there, do we want to tell the ro- the 31 squared to stay back with the kid? Because I don't want to take the kid in and I don't want to split the party. Put him in the middle of the party. Mm-hmm. And bring the 31 squared with us? Yeah. Put, bring put everybody them in the with us. The party, like That's what I was and, thinking. Me and we'll somebody also sweep from the back. Yeah. Then we got to worry about. Not, uh, you think that? something's gonna come get him out there? Something either has come gone in or come out recently. If it's come out, then it's already behind us. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Good point. Okay, so let's uh let's explain to them what we're doing. And you want to follow me in, Zero? Um, I was thinking I was gonna be at the far yeah, back with the, with the heavy. Okay, so Hoblet and his tiny little self is gonna come up and just because. We can't. We haven't said anything about any noise that we've been hearing. You haven't heard anything, but right. make me a survival check as you're walking through. Okay. All of us? No, just okay. him. Uh, Thirteen. Yeah, you notice that um, the, the the footprints that you kind of see in the ground there mm-hmm. um, do seem to avoid some sort of area on the approach to the door. So we're going to do the same. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to notate to everybody that. Uh, Avoid this patch, friends. Looks to be some treacherous things afoot. Okay. So you guys kind of walk around whatever patch, you know, of, of like, brambles and whatever. Uh, and go kind of go into the archway. So you enter into, um, you know, a large room. I mean, it's a, it's a ziggurat. It's not like there's many rooms or floors. Or, you know, it's just this two-tiered structure, you know. Um, this appears to be a mix of a barracks, storage room, and training room. Boxes crowd the northern wall, some open to reveal goods that appear to have been destined for market. The southern wall holds straw targets and training dummies with an assortment of weapons scattered about for practice. And the rear of this room is set up with some, some, with some curtain walls in what looks to be like a makeshift living area. One large stone stairway leads up at the far end of the room where you're entering from. Near the living quarters? Yeah. Like, yeah, right next to them. Sort of in the center. Uh, and there's no one here. You see that there are two men, um, you know, sitting near the training dummy, dummies, uh, like sharpening a blade, and they jump to their feet as soon as you enter the room. A tall yet slender orc tosses aside an apple that he was eating from one of the eastern crates and draws a crossbow. With a look of disdain, he growls, "I don't know what you came here for, but now we can't let you leave. Get him, boys." Roll initiative again. Zero. Ten. Paradel. Thirteen. Quinn. Five. Hoblet. Twenty. Nice. Wait, Hoblet. Twelve. <laughs> Ezra twenty. 
<laughs> Kate Hobbit. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> As right. Look, at, look, look at me. <laughs> I'm the Smasher now. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to have to get some use. <laughs> oh, for sure. Okay. So the, there's uh, two thugs and then this orc, you know, making their way towards you now. Or attacking you. So we're going to start with uh, me, with Ezra. All right, let's give him the old one-two. Okay, well, what are you, uh, who are you going after? you got two thugs advancing, and then you got the orc with the crossbow um, in the back. Now, since I can attack twice, uh-huh. can I hit both of them if I go after the They're close enough thugs? together that I'd say you could probably engage both of them right now okay. if you wanted to. So I'm going to go short sword. Uh-huh. So one. Okay, we'll hum number number one. Yeah. Yeah, and then punch number two. And is number one. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, short let's do the attack on number one first. Okay. Ooh. Eight. That's not gonna do it. Alright. What about the second the unarmed attack now? Twenty two. Oh yeah, that's a hit. So, um, roll your damage, your, uh, your unarmed damage against the uh, second guy. Four. Four. Okay. So the the this this Five, tall six, slender nice <laughs> this tall slender orc is going to uh, point his crossbow at zero. No, actually, no. Hoblet, you enter the room oh, no. first, right? I, I like this idea. At zero. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> A crossbow so duel. Him. Yeah. Crossbow duel. It is. All right. And he shoots for, yeah, nine. He does not easy. hit. Yeah, it doesn't do anything. And as a, he's going to actually use a cunning action to hide behind one of the boxes. All right. He has three quarters cover. Okay. Or? Yeah. The two thugs are going to just start trying to beat up Ezra. So thug one is going to try to uh, smack you with his mace. Uh, he's going to try to smack you twice. Okay. First hit. First one is a nine, which is not a hit, and that one's even worse. So he whiffs. Second guy, same thing with the mace. Two attacks. Crits you. And a twenty-two. So for the crit, we have fourteen damage, bludgeoning, and for yeah. the regular hit, we only have three. Well, I'm I'm out anyway. I would be out anyway. Okay. So as down. Yeah, as was down. Okay, and that's their turn. Paradel. Okay. First time Ezra's been down. Yeah, but it wasn't us who did it, so yeah. it's, a, it, it's a step. So it's not regardless. really my first time I've been down. I'm gonna try to crossbow. Okay. Um, go for it. The the orc or the thugs? Yeah, which guy? The, the orc behind cover or the two? One of the two thugs that are standing over Ezra's body. Uh, As you even look towards the orc behind cover, I look at you and just shake my head. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> the left troll. What is he? Guy is he two. Just, he's just a human. Just a human. Wait. So what? Ezra <laughs> did no damage. We've got no damage on no, these guys. No, right? no, I didn't. He did. He did I damage to the second guy. Okay. Yeah. What did he do? Right, yeah. Four. Just punched yeah. him. Four. I definitely go for one of the one of the henchmen. Yeah, yeah. One the, the guy who's damaged. injured or the one who's not? Uh, the injured one. Sure. Yeah, go for it. That's an eleven. That's exactly what you needed. Uh, seven. Seven damage. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. 
Uh, definitely kind of gets him uh, in the torso, but like not in any vile areas, but he definitely like kind of reels from the bolt sticking in him. And he's, uh, he's not happy. Hobbit. I am going to cast Sacred Flame at the Orc behind the box because he It's got to make a deck save, yep. No benefit. Hide behind your box all you want. Bitch. He gets a, yeah, he, he tries to save, but he gets a nine, so that's going to fail. That's going to fail, so he's going to take some damage. Yeah. Uh, and it is 1d8. Just 1d8, yeah. Which eight. is an eight. Nice, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of hear him like, as the uh, as he kind of engulfed in this divine flame, and he, stand, he has to stand up out of cover as a result. Uh, because he's kind of like trying to like, like he thinks he's on fire, but it's it's like divine flame, you know. Just my sacred flame. Nice. Okay. Zero. Looks over at Hamlet. Do you mind? We were having a moment. <laughs> Just wanted to give you a target, bud. Zero shrugs. Whistles. <laughs> and that's a 10 uh, does not get through his leather armor Can I, it, it's stuck in the armor yeah but uh, didn't do any damage to him Quinn um, I'm going to sand robot <laughs> uh, attempt Bane again yeah uh, I can see all three creatures. They all must make a charisma saving throw. All of them. All three, yep. Okay. Start with the thugs. A three, a five, and now the orc, a four. Okay, so all of them <laughs> yeah. failed the, the roll. Yeah. So uh, they must roll a d4 whenever they attack or make a saving throw yeah. and subtract that d4 from that number. Sounds good. Cool. Uh, on top of that... Uh, as my bonus action, Bardic Inspiration. Uh, I look right at Hoblet. He uh, he just kind of gives me a nod back. He knows. Oh yeah, he knows. Yeah. He knows. Okay. All right, Ezra, make me a Death saving throw, please. So D twenty. If it's a ten or higher, you pass. Spare the dying does nothing for him. It does. Mm -hmm. It stabilizes him at zero, so he doesn't have to make saves yeah. anymore. Okay. When I said uh, the last time it did nothing, it's because he had already been stabilized, so right. they couldn't extra stabilize. So yeah, he. So that's one in the pass column. Okay. One in the success column cool. for Ezra. All right. I uh, just I want to know that I have that. Sure. Yeah. Up yeah. my the dying would work when you got it. And that's that. exactly what it's there for. I mean, if right. he's passing saving throws, yeah, I yeah. really don't have to do it right. I believe I would do it. It makes him stop having to take saving throws at all. Yeah, so the um, we're gonna go to the these these thugs here. We're gonna go with thug one. He's gonna step over Ezra and charge at Hoblet. And swing with his mace twice. We have a not enough and a twenty-two. That's a hit. Six bludgeoning. Thug 2 uh, is going to pull out his heavy crossbow um, as the, you know, the other guy's charging in and shoot it at, um, at Quinn. 17? Minus 4? It was minus 1. I'm oh, I'm sorry. My, yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Yep. Okay. One piercing damage. Cool. <laughs> and now the the orc who um, was hit by the sacred flame is going to take a shot at Hoblet with his heavy crossbow because he's more interested in the guy who can actually hit him. Sorry. Is that too mean? Sad. <laughs> <laughs> but he whiffs badly. She rolls a seven against your AC. He's a miss. Wiz is right by you. Okay. And then he's going to use his cunning yeah. action again to hide behind the crate. All I wanted was to be Clint West. Good. So he just... <laughs> he shot at me and then ducked back down? Yeah. What a pushy. Paradell. Alright. Um, I'm to try to take out some more of these dudes. Okay. We have no damage on the first one. No damage on the first one. Second one is, uh, is hurt. Minus 11. Yeah. Okay. Um, the orc's still at minus eight. Mm-hmm. Wait, where's the orc now? It's behind the crate still, hiding. Okay. All right. Um, There's one thug that's got to be pretty close to being down. Yeah, I'm going to go for the not-downed one. Sure. Or the not-damaged one. Right, the, the unharmed yeah. jabroni. That was a 19. That's a hit. Plus the other. Okay, and then damage. D8. Uh, plus uh, three. Yeah. On the undamaged one, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're up in his face with uh, with Hoblet. All right. Um, Hoblet. You guys are smashing, smashing. Yeah, I'm going to... Despite my better judgment, I'm going to, again, uh, cast Sacred Flame at the... Orc? Pussy behind the box. <laughs> what kind of saving throw is it again? Uh, it's a deck saving throw. Yeah. 13. Did he roll a d4? No, he did not. He did not. Thank you. You're welcome. So he's not going to... So he got a 12. That's what it is. Yeah, so he still passes. Anything other than a 1. <laughs> okay. So nothing happens. Zero. Zero, just looking crustfallen. He's now going through the motions with the shot. There's no more gusto left. Yeah, sure. And that's a 12. Doesn't do it. No, not not against somebody in cover. No. It doesn't matter. He's just pulling the trigger now. Yeah. Quinn. He's going to be heartbroken like all day. <laughs> um, There's a heart in there. Yes. But all the springs are wobbly now. <laughs> um, I'm going to point at the orc and use True Strike, which is a cantrip. Okay. That allows me insight into his defenses. So on my next turn, uh-huh. on my first attack, I get advantage. Excellent. That's uh, an with action. that, I'm gonna yep, I'm gonna stay where I am. Okay, Ezra, death save. Oh, yeah, it's a pass. Yep. Okay, one more in the success count. And now the... You've got two successes. A third success uh, means you're, you're at zero. On, you're at zero. You would have to fail three in a row now to die. Okay. Yeah, I figured that. Okay, so Thanks. Um, we're going to have the orc pop up again, shoot at zero, because he's just laughing at you now. And he also whiffs badly. And then cunning action ducks. Yeah. Uh, thug one 
is going to try to hit Paradil. And he nat ones. Finally one on the other side of the screen. <laughs> and he's actually going to clock his buddy upside the head with the mace instead. Yes. <laughs> For five bludgeoning damage. Who's the one we've already hit? Yeah. They're both of them now. Right. But, uh, and so the second one is going to kind of get, get a little upset with him, kind of like, it's a free action, slap him on the back, you know, up the back, back behind his helmet. And then swing it, um, swing it hoblet for a 14. Yeah, that's a miss, right? Miss. Yeah. All right. Paradil. Am I in scimitar striking range? He's, he's, yeah, he's, you guys are engaged in combat. I'm going to try a scimitar move where okay. I slice at them both at the same time. Can't do that. Well, actually, you then could if you that. were to, <laughs> if you were to action surge, you could. Okay, I'm going to action surge. And I'm going to try to scimitar them both at the same time. Okay. So make your attack on the first. That's a seven. A seven? Yeah. Doesn't hit. All right. And make your second attack against the other dude. That's a crit. crit. Natty. That's a crit. Yeah. So I like get max damage on the one die roll, so just add another die to it. Roll 1d6. And then add two, I think. Right? Yeah, that plus That's two. Six. plus two. Plus another 14 damage? Plus yeah. 14 damage. And this is guy one, right? This is guy two, who's already been heavily injured. Well, doesn't he get on the max damage, that would be the max for the die plus the modifier, or just max for the die? Max for the die. Okay. You add the bonus at because it's all one attack. Okay, so just one bonus on it. He right. drops to one knee and is just bleeding and is barely standing. Um, good hit. Hoblet. That was an acrobatic feat, by the way. Or is oh, maybe, you know, maybe not technically, but yeah, not really. <laughs> but I mean, it probably still looked cool. Yeah, it would have looked cooler if we hit both of them. Yeah, it would have looked way cooler. <laughs> uh, but what are you doing? I am. You got one dude almost dead in front of you, and another dude who's been hit once. I suppose I'll just uh, take a step over to because I was engaged with the first guy, right? Yeah, you're already you're already fighting both of them. They're both within okay. melee range. I'm going to turn to the second guy. Uh, the guy who's like, yeah, like barely standing. Yep, and yep. pull out my maul and uh, Trixie. whack away. Yeah. Trixie. Trixie's coming out to play. 16. Hit. Uh, which is 2d6 plus 3. Yeah, what's it look like when you yeah. slay this fool? Um... He falls from his knee mm -hmm. onto his back, and I step over him and smash right in the middle of his face. Fantastic. Let's traumatize this poor kid who's traveling with us for life now. Oh yeah, he's got his he's got his ears covered and he's like he's got his back to you guys and he's just I tried muttering. to tell the boy to stay home. Yeah. Sweet thing. He made his start. choices. <laughs> <laughs> He took the blue pill, all right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Is it the blue pill? Is that the one? Yeah. The one where he goes the fuck home and decides not to go murdering as a lifestyle. <laughs> Zero. What are you doing? Well, I'm going to action surge to switch weapons, because this guy's just ruined the whole thing already anyway. Uh -huh. Pull out the big sword, uh -huh. take my movement to walk around the outside of the box. Which you absolutely can do. And just, like, disheartened. You've ruined it. Take yeah. the swing overhand. 
13 against armor class. Miss. I'm sorry. Take some solace in nicking the crates that he's hiding behind. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely surprised, though. As he now sees, like, what you are. Yeah. Is he still hiding from us? I would say... No, he kind of had to stand up to engage with Zero. Okay, okay. So he's no longer hiding. Yeah, Quinn. Uh, So this entire time I've been pointing at the orc... uh, He's obviously been now distracted by Zero. I say, Orc, I know your true weakness. Mm, Yeah, it's Uh, definitely a hit. Yeah, 15 plus 4. Definitely a hit. Cool. And that was my short bow Mm -hmm. for all kinds of purposes. Let's see. Nine. Yeah, good hit. He's he that one that one that one actually gets him, and he's like. And he kind of looks at you, though, and spits out a little, you know, like a little blood from, uh, or, you know, he can like lick the wound a little bit, kind of not lashing his shoulder. And he's like, it's a better shot than you. I made you look, though. You kind of see him grumble. Oh, and then uh, bonus action, bardic inspiration to, to zero. I say, Metal Man, next time you'll get him. All right, Ezra. Um, one, you, more. one more death save, yeah. Ooh, oh, two that's, failures. That's a double failure. <laughs> How's it double? Net, net one is two one. failures. Ah, now I'm tied. <laughs> <laughs> yep, full so count. Put, so put the, yeah, yeah, full count, bases loaded. Yep. Come on, are you joking? No, for real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the sound of absolute sadness in your voice. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, uh, I'm so sorry. So the thugs, well, the thug, the one thug still standing, uh, is still attacking Paradil with the mace. Okay, not even joking, I kind of want to lift my screen right now. Um, he rolled a one, again. <laughs> so, the other foot tonight. Yeah, this guy, yes. yeah, this guy's not doing so hot. Yeah, at least I'm not playing, right? Wait. Right. Seriously, we're right. getting ones more than five percent of the time without. This is holes. ridiculous. Yeah, this is unreal. Um, yeah, like, so he's statistics gonna, geeks listening to this show. Take the note. the mace <laughs> flies out of his hand and he falls flat to the ground and takes uh, some bludgeoning damage from falling. Hell yeah, he does. He takes two <laughs> bludgeoning damage from falling. Eat it, <laughs> eat it, henchman thing. Whatever yeah. you are. <laughs> All right, and the uh, the orc is gonna try to take. His, he's gonna kind of quickly unsheath his short short sword and try to stab you. He's coming at you, zero. Uh, we got two attacks here coming: a fourteen nope. and a six. No, I didn't even have to roll the bane die on that because you're still concentrating on that, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, I'm. Nothing has hit him to disconcert. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay, Paradell. I'm going after one of them, one of them dudes. Yeah, the only one left. Hit that henchman on the ground. That's a fitting. Fifteen. Yes. Hit. I said. Fifteen. Oh, that's, not, that's not a fifteen. That's a <laughs> nineteen. Oh, it's not. Yeah. Oh, what, you what, are, what, when you attack, you oh, add that, and then combo. when you, if it hits, you right, do right. that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yes. Yeah. All so right. nineteen. Yes. All right. Still yes. hits. Yeah, absolutely, still hits. Nineteen. So then the, with the scimitar. So now you're gonna roll your damage. 
That's an eight. Wow. Yeah, good hit. He's not doing so hot and is is like on the ground like just I mean you know actually I can say, to be honest, he's prone in front of you and unarmed. I know this is not a rule anymore in D and D, but I say you coup de gras him. Hmm. I mean he's completely defenseless. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I cut his head off. And he's prone. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. A it's quick gone. A quick slash. I mean, he he he, he bumbles so badly he should be punished for it. Right. Yeah. Two so, ones. So he's yeah. dead. Yeah. Well done. That head's coming off. That head's off. Hoblet. Off of his head. <laughs> I am going to uh, cast Spare the Dying to bring my boy Ezra back to stable with zero HP. Yep. You're good. Go ahead and erase all those. Let's do it. Attempts. You're still at so zero. Those attempts are. Yeah. You're now. still unconscious, but you're right, right. stable. Okay. Um, that's your action. You going anywhere? Um, well, you had to actually touch him anyway, so you kind of walk right up to him a bit, I assume. Right, yeah. Yeah, okay. Zero. Once more, and we're just tacking that bardic inspiration right on. Yeah, right as well. 13, 14, hit, 18. Hit, 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 hit. 14 is what you needed. I'll just tell you now. 2d6 plus 2. 12, 13, 14. Bam. Damage. Yeah, he is not looking hot at all. That one leaves a large gash. We've given him 14 now, 9 and 8. So he's got to be getting down there. He's got to be. We're clobbering this clown. Yeah, he's he's not looking so hot. Quinn. Yep, I just uh, I knock an arrow into my short bow. Yeah, give it to him. I attempt to aim at the same spot I aimed at before. Ooh, 11. Nope. It was a little off. Wizard kind of sails by his face. Ezra, you're unconscious, so you can't really do right. anything, but I'm going to roll a d4, and yeah, you'll be conscious in an hour. Cool. Like, at one hit point, if no one else does anything or heals you magically. I don't have any more spells. Yeah. Slots, bro. So, Crazy. so uh, <laughs> the orc is going to stab twice again at zero, his arch nemesis now. Yeah. Good, we have the duel we were looking for. 21. You apparently were looking for. And <laughs> 21 and 15. 21 hits, 15 does not. Okay. Five piercing. Okay. Paradel. If he wants to try to bow race um, me. I'm going for the crossbow. Do it. Shoot at him. That's a nine. This plus this? Yep. 19. Yep. Let's see that damage. Ooh, that's a nine. It's a big fat niner. That one's actually stuck in his eye. He's still standing, but now is partially blinded. And he's standing with barely any holy crap. Anything. Okay. Hoblet. Uh I can make it over to the orc. Sure can. It's time for Trixie to come out again. Yeah. Don't forget your party inspiration as well. Oh yeah, you know what I might what do I do over D4 D6. with it? A D4? D4. D4? Oh, yeah, that's right. D6 is later. Yep. Crit. Oh! Uh, not even going to make you roll no, it. it is what does it look plus. like when you kill the orc? As I walk over in a majestic display of dwarven athleticism, I step up on the pussy box that he's been hiding behind, because mm-hmm. I'm assuming that he's a good deal taller than me. Yes. Okay, so I step up. Onto like, dun, 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 dun. hop up onto the box. Trixie comes out, and I smash the fucking arrow 
all the way through his head yeah. right back into the wall. Absolutely, you do. Excellent. I would give you inspiration, but that's what we're going to call it for the night. The thugs that... No, I'm making a note, and I'm keeping it for the next Please? time. No, no, no. No, I'm just kidding. You can, probably have, you can have inspiration for next time. That was rather inspiring. I don't need to be mean about this. All right, um, so just... You know the the thugs are dead. You know you guys. The 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 rest of this first level seems to be empty, and uh, we'll have to find out what happens next time. So once again, I want to thank everybody for listening. I uh, really appreciate you tuning in. Um, I'm Francesco, your dungeon master. Let's just go around and introduce everybody one more time. We have Joe playing Ezra. Hi. <laughs> we have Mike playing Quinn. So long. We have Dave playing Zero. Bye bye. Zach. Playing Paradil. Bye. And James playing Hoblet. Till next time. Yeah, if you like what you heard, follow us on Twitter. We're at Hapless Heroes. And until until next time, folks. <laughs> if you don't like what you heard, we'll do better. <laughs> <laughs>